A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini-episode. Hi. Hi, Desi. Good morning. I was just thinking I like your shorts. These are from the boys' department at Target, the men's department. Yeah. They're from the men's department. They are Homer Simpson pajama shorts. Here's the thing. I was just looking for very basic, like, elastic waist drawstring with pockets. Yeah. PJ shorts. And all the girls' ones were, like, a little too either short or... A fabric I didn't like, or they didn't have the pockets. I yeah. need the pockets in yeah. my PJ shorts. It helps because if I'm wearing them, I like to have my little phone in my pocket. <laughs> um, I feel like the pink Homer donut is one of the best. Um, I just love the way it looks. As as far as like an an iconic food symbol, me too. <laughs> it's so beautiful. It's gorgeous. I could. Lo- I mean, I would on I, on everything. <laughs> It's, like it's so cute. I just love that donut. I love that donut too. Even though I don't necessarily like eating that donut as a donut, when because it, now it's like, not bad. It's not bad. I'll eat it, but it's not my favorite donut. It's not my favorite, but I always order one when I get Same. donuts because I love seeing it. Yeah, I just the love color it. is just so pretty. Um, my favorite is chocolate glazed. I is just it? love like as far as like a basic donut, I love a chocolate glazed. My favorite is plain glazed. That's Plain's my, good too. That's my favorite. I or just, a maple bar. Maple bars are good. I love chocolate glaze the best though, for sure. Um, good to know. Yeah. I, now we know. Now look, I, I have, like to see that pink one in the box though. I do. <laughs> I, I agree. It needs to be there. If I see it available, I have to get it. Yeah, I me just too. gotta. And it's, I'll have maybe a quarter of it. It's not bad. I like it. No, I'll eat it. It's um, I, it's iconic. Um, okay, so what, 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 what are, are we, we doing? What are we doing with our lives? We got some stories. Oh. Let's do our top story. Ooh. This is an older story. This is from like almost two weeks ago, but it was so important. Mm. We had to report on it. Okay. This is from CBS News. Ooh. Alfredo sauce. <laughs> Spill. I almost did this the week I did the Dan Schneider, why, but I was like, it's inappropriate. That, <laughs> and that, now, <laughs> more. that's why we didn't get to the story is because we had a different mini episode to do. Yeah, I, I had it in my notes, but I was like, like okay. seems a little. <laughs> okay, let me let me finish the headline. Okay, Alfredo sauce spill closes highway in Memphis after a semi truck crash. Mm, yum. To me. The funniest thing that you can spill on a highway is Alfredo sauce. It's pretty funny because it does, it has, it makes me have a lot of questions. How is it in the truck? Is it just, is it just, in, is it like a gas tanker full of Alfredo? <laughs> That's what you picture. <laughs> That's you, what I picture. Because if it's spilled, what, I can't imagine a bunch of 20 pound bags opening. Right. I imagine a tanker full of Alfredo sauce. <laughs> 
house. <laughs> and then there's more questions. Or just, how do you clean that? How do you get it out? <laughs> or just the entire truck body of the truck itself, like the big giant rectangle cube filled to the brim with Alfredo sauce, like a giant swimming pool. Yeah. I just need, it's like, it's like something they would have in one of those, um, the woman who ate the cheesy potatoes. Yes. Right. <laughs> they just open, she's like, I can't stop eating Alfredo sauce. And then they make her swim in a pool of Alfredo and she truck. gets disgusted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I imagine. Part of Interstate 55 in Memphis was forced to close around rush hour on Tuesday evening after an 18-wheeler crashed and unleashed a load of Alfredo sauce. A load? That's the language they I used. wrote this article, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> that spilled over multiple lanes. Ooh. The crash involved a tractor trailer carrying jars of Five Brothers Alfredo sauce. Oh. But the... Those see, I mean, the way it looks on the interstate, it does look like it was a giant vat. It's a river. It's a of river Alfredo. of Alfredo, and I don't see glass in it. No, <laughs> no injuries were reported. The hmm. crash occurred around four thirty p.m. right near Mc, near Mc, McLemore along I fifty five. One woman was transported to a local hospital in non critical condition. The Memphis Police Department told CBS News. Police say northbound traffic was briefly blocked as, quote, Alfredo sauce spilled on the interstate. Okay, so here's a picture of it. I mean, this is an insane picture. I guess I do see chunks of what appeared to be jars, but the thing about this picture is that the sauce is so thick and it's so evenly distributed across the highway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, across, it's flowing. Across five lanes of traffic. Yeah. I mean... Just this oh, wow. crazy picture, right? Yeah, I do see. I saw a different picture. It didn't look as chunky. This might be. It might be um, drying up a bit. Yeah. By this point, now wasn't there also a truck that crashed full of tomatoes yes. at the same time? Yes. In California, <laughs> so it wasn't near each other. Because some I read someone had tweeted something like, "If you're hauling a truckload of pesto, be careful." <laughs> Oh, I saw like, <laughs> I saw a tweet that was like, "This is anti-Italian discrimination," or like, yeah. "This is this is bad for the Italians." This was uh, it did look good. I mean, that's my dream to come across. Are even you though you can't it? eat it, no, but it's kind of like just your fantasy. Like, oh, I'm in a river. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! This is the most. I don't statement. ever want to like because it's like my. Growing up, having watched Willy Wonka, right. you just have this idea of how great it would be to be like in something of food. Yeah, uh, it's only in in your mind, though. In reality, it would be disgusting. Yeah, but, like that's why I wanted to go on Double Dare so bad. Oh I, yeah, I that wanted fun. I also wanted to get pied a lot. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to take a cream pie to the face. Me too. Me <laughs> and too. Just like lick it off. It always looked so good. Mm. Mm. Please don't email us into the show and say that you personally will give Desi a cream pie to the face. Right. We're onto your jokes. We get it. We, we invented those jokes. <laughs> you don't need to like make them back to us. This is a weird story out of the Washington Post. I'm sure you saw this story. It went viral. Vampire Grave shows 17th century fear of women who didn't fit in. So this... Grave was unearthed in Poland 
of a 17th century woman with a giant sickle placed over her neck. Oh, right. And they're like, oh, was this like... They, don't, don't get up. Don't get up after you die. <laughs> yeah. You might be a vampire. It says a sharp sickle was placed across her neck, ready to decapitate her should she jolt awake after death. And a padlock was put around her big toe. This is like a saw trap. Wow. For the dead. Yeah. That's what scientists found when they excavated the corpse of a woman they believe was suspected of being a vampire in 17th century Poland. The unnamed woman, thought to be young and of high social class, given that she was buried in a silk scarf, was probably accused of being supernatural because she stood out. A large protruding tooth may provide some clues. Are they saying she's like ugly? So they're like She's buck toothed. She is a buck tooth. She's a witch. So she's <laughs> I mean, you could get accused of being a witch for doing literally anything back then. It's almost like people really had it out for women back in the day. <laughs> Just Do you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm being sarcastic. If you were if you were if you were a slightly quirky bitch, you had to say you had to keep in line and not do anything weird because they were coming for you. All manic, right? all manic pixie dream girls were on notice. Yeah, back then, a professor from Poland's Nicholas Copernicus University in Torin said burials involving a sickle are extremely unusual. Archaeologists from the university made the discovery in the southern village of Pien in the Eastern European nation last month and published their findings this week. Ways to protect against the return of the dead include cutting off the head or legs, placing the deceased face down to bite into the ground, burning them, and smashing them with a stone. Daruz Polinski, who led the research team, told the Washington Post. Instead, in this case, a sharp scythe is not laid flat but placed on her neck in such a way that if the deceased had tried to get up, most likely the head would have been cut off or injured. The woman's exhumed remains are now being studied by Polinski's team. Her burial reveals paranoia, fear around vampires, and the gender politics at the time. Stacey Abbott, author of Undead Apocalypse, Vampires and Zombies in the 21st Century, I want to read that book, Mm. told the Washington Post on Wednesday, charges of being vampires were often made against people who didn't fit in. Abbott said, anxiety about vampires came from people being different, as was often the case in witchcraft accusations. The woman may have been singled out for her gender, a physical deformity, or any social anomaly considered immoral, Abbott said, as people sought, quote, a supernatural explanation for those they perceived as outcasts. It's not unusual for these vampire graves to be found on roadsides or crossroads, said Bethan Briggs Miller, a British folklorist and paranormal historian. This is because the deceased were not permitted to be buried close to others or in consecrated ground and cemeteries. The suspected individuals would often be buried with chains or multiple stakes driven through their bodies. Others found in such graves may have died by suicide. The fear was that they quote, could have wandered the earth and risen from the grave. 
uh, it reiterates that women were very susceptible to retaliation for any kind of accusation or anomaly from refusing to marry, having a miscarriage, or even not menstruating. <gasps> and they go on to talk about how because she had like this silk scarf, even women of high social status were not, were not immune from this. It affected women of all stations. Again, if she stood out in any way. So that buck tooth. That was the, her undoing. Did this lady in. <laughs> yeah. How unfortunate. It's like it wasn't doing her any favors the whole time. The whole time. She got dunked on for her tooth in life and then in death. Or like, they're like, You're, we're going to make sure that buck tooth never rises again. <laughs> I mean, it's not her fault. They didn't have cosmetic dentistry back then. It's, Maybe they did. I don't know. They might have had some kind of horrible well, yeah. version. I mean, they didn't. <laughs> where they like knock it out with a rock or something. Yeah. Unanesthetized. <laughs> yeah. So I just thought it was interesting because the image is so striking. It's literally a giant metal scythe over over this corpse's skeleton, neck. Yeah. yeah, this skeleton's neck. It's so bizarre looking. It's metal. It's like metal. The, oh, yeah, like, like it's like the lyrics to to like a heavy metal song. Yeah, <laughs> and right. then the scythe will keep you calm. Just, <laughs> okay. Do you know what I mean? Okay, Iron Maiden. <laughs> That's what you sounded like. It's probably more like Spinal Tap. <laughs> right. That's so true. Um, all right. This just goes on to like the history of like vampire accusations. Yeah. One day, one of these days, we'll do like a deep dive into Dracula. Oh, yeah. Because that's like a very movie versus reality. One of these Halloweens. Oh, that's good. We should do it. I just feel like... I didn't have the brain power this year to like read into like Vlad the Impaler. I love that whole story though. It's crazy. Like in the Francis Ford Coppola movie, I like his history, like that scene. Well, that's <laughs> that's the Dracula. It's not I mean, it's loosely, it's obviously based on Vlad the Impaler. Right, but I like that scene where he's Vlad in the in the um movie, right? Where it's his backstory. Right. You know what I'm talking about? But yeah, he's definitely portrayed as like slightly less of a piece of a shit than the real Vlad. Right. But I do like that scene. I like that scene. Yeah. 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 I know Vlad's worse. Yeah. (laughs) Don't come at us. We know, we know Vlad wasn't a good guy. I'm not defending Vlad at all. Yeah. I like Gary Oldman's performance. (laughs) I'm not defending him either. I like the costumes (laughs) that he wears. I like that movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Really? Yes. Since I was a child. I saw it way too young. Um, I mean, I like it. There's just so many good movies. I don't even know that I have favorites that I would distinguish them. I have a few, I guess. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, I just have so many. Like when people ask me what's your favorite, I'm like, I don't know. Like For me, what distinguishes like a favorite movie is like a movie that I've returned to again and again and again. And usually a movie that I have sentimental value attached yeah. to. Yeah. That one was also on cable a lot, I think. Like HBO. Yeah, I just remember it was always sort of on. Although at some point it was gone. Yes. Like you couldn't watch it streaming. I, I, I only mention it because a lot of people think that movie is bad. That's nuts. They, who thinks it's bad? They don't like that. Uh, they Keanu. don't like a lot of things in that movie. They think like Keanu and Winona are bad. I think they're great. Uh, here's the thing. Keanu Reeves' accent in that movie is atrocious, but the movie itself is so good that it doesn't matter to me. I don't even care. I think that part is funny. Oh, well, Keanu, like it's funny to me. Like I, I don't expect a lot from him. 
Do you know what I mean? I just like his presence. I think he is a great film presence, and I think he's beautiful, and he seems like a very nice person. So I'm not critiquing Keanu Reeves. No acting. I don't care. I don't care. He's nice, and I think you know what I. I really. I love that movie so much that I wouldn't want anyone else to be in that role. Also, he's not walking around like, I'm the best actor. Yeah. He doesn't think he's great either. Well, (laughs) (laughs) he tries hard and he's a hard worker, but I'm just saying he's not walking around like he's fucking like, you know, Jeremy Irons or something. Like, he doesn't have an ego about it, I think. He does his job. Yeah, he does his job. He likes what he does. And he's... That he just stands out in that movie, I think, too, because of who he's with. Also, like, he had just come off of like Bill and Ted and Point Break. So he had just playing like a surfer dude. He's for playing a while. himbos. <laughs> now he's playing a British himbo. I think it's a lot of that too. Like you're saying, people were kind of like, what? Yeah. So it was like a prejudice. This himbo is playing Jonathan Harker. And then we didn't really know how great he was. I mean, I always liked him, I always, but I don't, he's not at the level he is now where everyone's like, he's the only good celebrity. Right. I think like he's at a different level now for sure. I was always a, a fan of Keanu. Me too. So sorry, haters. I, I, I think I, people are haters of that movie. I think they're wrong. They are wrong. I just watched it like a year ago. And it it's still really holds up. It's still beautiful. The costumes are impeccable. The... There's so, I mean, you forget just how many famous people are in that movie, too. Oh, totally. Tom Waits is in that movie. There's so, he's really he's good. He's Renfield. <laughs> I mean, think of a more perfect Renfield. You can't. Um, no, it's really good. It's really horny. It's so horny. It's, it's Francis Ford Coppola's horniest movie, uh, and he's getting it out. He's like, this is, I'm showing my libido. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. Oh yeah. Is in the movie. I love Anthony Hopkins. It's always nice when he shows up. I came to a realization. This is for my this is for my horror movie stands out there and horror literature stands, I guess, too. That Van Helsing was the original Dr. Loomis. Oh. Because both of them like if Yeah, because I do get irritated. Um did you read Dracula? Yes, I love Dracula the book. I like it too, but I do kind of get annoyed with him because I'm like, just let him be. But he's... <laughs> okay, the, if you read Dracula, the way it's written, there is a lot of comedy in it. And I yes. think it's, self, it's very self-aware that Van Helsing is supposed to be irritating. Yes. Because he's so persistent and he's such a nerd. He's, he's He doesn't have the best social skills. So... He comes off, he can come off very like, just like, what are you doing? Leave it alone. Yeah. In, in general, that's a character I am always kind of like, like the persistent reporter. So I'm like, you're going to get killed. Yeah. Like, just stop following the story. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. He, yeah. re- he reminds me of like um, a Victorian era Dr. Loomis from Halloween. Because in Halloween, Dr. Loomis is demented. Oh, and he gets worse and worse and every he, movie. Every movie, it's like, dude. He becomes like a parody of himself. Yes. It's like I'm watching a sketch on SNL or something, right? <laughs> yes. No, he, he has he, that it's vibe. It's laughable. He has that vibe. <laughs> totally. Well, it's funny how on board you are kind of with him in one. Yes. 
And then after that, you're, like, you're just like, come bro, on, come- Michael, just take care of the situation <laughs> and then we'll get you. <laughs> well, in every subsequent movie, Dr. Loomis is like still running around like he's bad. He's out. He's out. And he always makes things worse. Always. <laughs> he's never helping the situation. It's like you've supposedly been treating this guy for like 30 years. And there's several times he gets people killed because oh, of his stupidity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. No, I would read a fucking thesis on him. If I was really smart, I would write that thesis. Yeah, because he If is, I knew how to write one. I recently rewatched all of the Halloween movies. Oh. And when I watched them all together, it was glaringly obvious. Like, yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, When you space them out a bit, it's hard to know. But when I watched them all together, I was like, Jesus Christ, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> He's always about to get people killed. Just his panic. And it's like, I know Michael is scary. I'm not denying that. (laughs) But there's just something annoying. He's so irritating. My God. Uh, Um, Anyway. Okay. So here's a story I'm very reluctant to do because it's been so many weeks since we've done a shit story. Oh. But you know, get that whiteboard out. Back to zero. Back to zero. (laughs) This is from WCAX. It's a CBS affiliate out of Vermont, I believe, possibly. Yeah, it's out of Vermont. Bolton hopes to solve case of mystery poop dumper. Ooh. What is with all these mystery poop dumpers in the, in the country, in the world? I think we've done some British ones, too. Oh, yeah. I, I think it is the rudest thing you can do to someone. Yeah. And is this um, a retaliatory thing? Let's read this. Uh, Okay. Okay. It says, someone is dumping human waste in the woods in Bolton. Hmm. I mean, if it's in the woods. Well, that's, is it a lot of of waste? It says, (laughs) now the town and state officials are looking for whoever is responsible, not to punish them, but to help them. Well, that's good. Maybe they need help. Back in May... Green Up Day volunteers with the Green Mountain Club discovered trash bags that had been discarded in the woods next to the Winooski River. After taking a closer look, they discovered the bags were filled with human waste, upwards of 400 pounds of feces and toilet paper tossed over a guardrail. That's not a single person. That's not a single person. (laughs) And I also do, it is good that at least they were in trash bags, even though that doesn't decompose, but... At least they were easy to clean up for the people. I wonder if the problem is if you have like a septic or a porta potty, you're probably supposed to officially dump it somehow. And maybe they're just doing it to save money. It says some of the bags had been ripped open by animals. Well, that's Ew. not good. So, yeah, I guess it's not easy to clean up. <laughs> take, and that back. take that back. I, look, look, I don't even really want to lift a 400-pound bag of shit, <laughs> even in a really hefty bag. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? And their content spread onto nearby properties. Ten volunteers spent hours cleaning up the mess, but throughout the summer, the dumping has continued. <gasps> this should be everyone's space, said Mark Stater of Burlington, who enjoys recreating the area. Wait, this should be everyone's face? Space. Oh, space. <laughs> I thought he was making like a, Ew! <laughs> <laughs> like he did a face like, for this the is what everyone's face should be when they see this shit ew like <laughs> i don't know why i would think that it's not too complicated to come out fish 
and hike or camp and then leave without leaving stuff in the bushes and the trees. How many people are going here to hunt and fish and they're like, I got to take a shit. I need to Full, know what, what's going on pounds here. of it. I think someone's dumping from something bigger, right? It has to be. Town officials say they are not looking to prosecute whoever left the bags. They just want the dumping to stop and for whoever's responsible to receive help. Our goal is <laughs> to receive help. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know why they're putting it that way. The town officials suspect whoever is doing the dumping has a failed septic system. The state has a program to help low and middle income oh. Vermonters replace failed septic systems. So yeah, you were right. This could be like a way to save money. Right. And like they genuinely like have a a, a problem. problem where they can't. But that seems like a lot of work. To get rid of all your shit from the few months? Like, how do you get it out of your septic? Like, I don't even know how those work. Maybe they're pooping directly into the garbage bags. That many pounds? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're filling up the septic, and then you probably drain it somehow, and they're just putting it into bags. Possibly. Yeah. This is a new septic system can run as high as $40,000. Whoa. But it says the program has two income brackets, which determine how much is covered. So they have some kind of system in place. Well, they probably have one that's not working. Right. I just don't think you can collect that much shit. Turd turd by turd. (laughs) Something must be. But this, okay, so this, the conclusion to this, this is not a story of revenge poop dumping. Oh, this is someone who needs help. This is someone who needs help with their septic system. That's right. Well, that's good. It's not, not just do, purely not, revenge or trolling. They're not leaving like a smiley face on a bag of shit. One of our... Wow. A great moment in our podcast history. Was that a bonus episode? It was not. It was a main episode for... Oh, the had the Hollywood Hills head. It was for the Bronson Canyon head, the Hollywood head episode. That was an old episode we did. Right. Because there was a lot of um, revenge aspects to it. Yeah, that one of the stories in that episode was somebody in the story had left a giant grocery paper bag filled with horse shit, and they had put a smiley face on the bag. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we posted a picture of it, or a story, maybe. I don't think we ever posted the picture. Oh. Because the only picture we had of it... Was from the recreation, Right, it was from the recreation that was in like a ID investigation discovery episode. I remember it in my head. I can see. It I exactly. can see it in my head too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Great episode. Um, okay. Our final story. Here's another Italian food story. This Ooh. is out of food and wine. Wow. It's I don't ha- like this combo. Italian it- <laughs> shit. Italian <laughs> <laughs> and vampires. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> We're all over the place today. <laughs> Italian restaurant's cannoli mobile stolen. Oh. Again. Again? It was stolen again. I mean, I can see why. Because it's a cannoli mobile. Does it look like a cannoli? No, sadly. Aww. I thought it was like shaped like a cannoli. Like the hot dog car. Yeah. Right? Over a decade ago, Kansas City restaurateur Jasper J. Mirabel Jr. declared that September should be known as National Cannoli Month. Who's fighting him? (laughs) He commemorates the occasion every year at Jasper's Italian restaurant and Mm. tries to keep the celebrations going all year round. 
This year's National Cannoli Month got off to a less than sweet start, though, when somebody stole the restaurant's cannoli mobile right out of its parking lot. At around 4.45 on Sunday afternoon, multiple thieves were captured on Jasper's (gasps) surveillance cameras, breaking in through the white van's windows, presumably hot-wiring it, then speeding out into traffic. They're not going to get anything out of it, Mirabelle told KMBC. There's nothing in it. It was not full of cannolis. It didn't have any value to it. It's just the idea that they stole it again. That's right, stole it again. In June 2021, the cannoli mobile was hot-wired in the early morning hours and driven right out of Jasper's parking lot. KMBC reported that the van was found the next day in South Kansas City and the alleged thief was asleep in the back of the vehicle. But at least that theft didn't happen during National Cannoli Month. The nerve. This time it did. (laughs) This time it's personal. I like that he's like thinking what we think. There's not even any cannolis in there. Right. What are you fucking doing? Why would you steal it when it's empty? It's just a van. It's just a van with no cannolis. Steal a different van. Absolutely. What am I going to do? He says, what am I going to do now for National Cannoli Month? He lamented to KSHB. I'll have to sit out there on a bicycle or something. Maybe I'll get a cannoli bike. I love this man. I do too. (laughs) Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money, and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Canon, Fenty Beauty, and Dyson. I can't wait to shop for all of my summer fashion and beauty needs, and we'll definitely be checking out Ulta and Adidas. 
Rakuten really is the best way to shop. You can really save by stacking cash back on top of other deals. And during Big Give Week, the cash back is bigger than ever. It's the time to shop for everything you need for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Membership is free, and it's all happening May 6th to May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost on top of Big Give Week cashback rates. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while shopping. House of the Dragon Corner. Another great episode last night. (laughs) Holy shit. It had everything. That was fucked up. That was... (laughs) I was like, whoa. I, w- I said, whoa, too. I I was like, this is right up De- Desi's alley, <laughs> this episode. It's disgusting. It's vile. It's perfect. Yeah. It was pretty shocking. It's just what I want out of a Game of Thrones show. And I mean, it's interesting that he cut his hair and then got even freakier. He got freakier with when he cut the hair off, <laughs> and I was shocked. Yeah, because that's long-haired behavior. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was, I was like a little. I was like, hmm. He looks like now he doesn't look as like um, fancy with the hair cut off. It kind of distinguished him. Yeah, that long hair because his was like extra. Now like, he just looks like he's in a boy band. It yeah, just, it's fine. It, 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 weirdly enough, looks more like a wig when it's short <laughs> yeah. than when it was long. Yeah. And it wasn't like the best long-haired wig either. No. Because his hairline was weird, right? All, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's still hot. He's someone who I don't really think is physically attractive, but his behavior is oh very hot. Oh, my God. <laughs> his awful behavior is very hot Well, because he's very confident. <laughs> See, guys, that's all it takes. Just be a confident asshole. Just be a confident person. I wouldn't necessarily want to be with him, but I was like, he definitely has some swag. <laughs> He's got swagger for sure. Um, it was a great episode. There was a lot of uh, vulgarity in it. Mm. I, I really like the guy who plays Hightower, Otto Hightower. That oh. actor. I mean, he's a good actor, but his character's... His character's whatever. But that actor... I didn't realize that that was this actor that I like from other things. Yeah. Um, I think his name is like Reese Ifans. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm saying it wrong because it's like... What is that? Welsh or something? Oh, God. Oh, God. Here we <laughs> uh, go. I'm just saying... Yeah. It, it looks like it's spelled... That's what it sounds like, but yeah. I'm sure it's something, you know, not that. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's good. I don't know why people are poo-pooing the show. It is what it is, and it's entertaining. It always goes by very fast to me. Yeah. Like right when I'm kind of almost getting into it, sometimes it will stop. I mean, not that I'm... I'm like, I feel like it's just starting sometimes. And I'm like, wait, no. Like, Yeah. So um, I'm excited. I wish I could watch the... I could binge this show so easily. Me too. Me it's, too. It's just one of those shows, like, uh, when it ends, you're kind of like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, and that definitely happened last night for sure. We didn't even watch the coming up next week because we are like, no, let's save it. Oh, I had to. I watched it. Yeah. I even watched the stupid people talking. Oh, I can't do it. I normally couldn't, but I was just kind of like, I'll just let it play out. <laughs> it's too lazy. You need more content. Yeah. I was just like, I wasn't like really paying attention, but... Yeah, I'm. I can't wait. 
I I almost felt like I want her to marry Damon. <laughs> yeah, like I do feel like it's a powerful match. It is a powerful match, but she's a lot um, freakier than I thought she was. Dude. I mean, I feel like her character did like a hard pivot this episode. I kind of get her that aspect of her. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Because it is. Um, I feel like she has this game of chicken going with her uncle from, was it last episode or two episodes ago where yeah. she confronted him? Right. I guess it was two episodes ago. Right. Uh, she kind of plays this game of chicken with him, right. I think, and she's not going to let him win over her or right. creep her out. She's he, like she's not going to be the one who backs down from this, I yeah. think, and that's uh, very relatable to me. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the most exciting thing for me on television right now, besides besides the current season of 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After, which just started a few weeks ago. I hate to say it, Happily Ever After obviously is everyone's least favorite of the franchise, but this season is good. And oh. I hate to say that because there's so many hateable <clears throat> cast members on it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever watched that one. Because most people don't seem like they like it. Or they'll like skip that. It's just not the best. I mean, I, I still watch that franchise, but it's not, obviously it's not as good as like before the 90 days. I think I did watch one with Culty. Was he on one of those? Yeah. That okay. was, yeah. I watched that one, I think. No, this one's pretty good. It's, it's messy. Who are the people? Jenny and Summit. Oh. And... Some major drama happened with them the very first two episodes. So it's sort of like crazy that they unloaded this major drama already only two episodes in. Usually they'll like save it if it's going to be a boring season. Like they'll tease this drama all season and then it finally happens like the second to last episode. Right. But it already happened. So it's like, oh, what else is going to happen Fucking Big Ed is here's a here's okay. Beyond the fact that Big Ed as a human being sucks, it's really irritating that they cast him because his fiance is another American. It's not even so. It's like and they're not even married. So it's is not it the same girl. It's Liz. Ugh. So it's like you're not even married yet. So it's not happily ever after. And she's American. So there's no K one visa. What do you, what, why are you on, get off my TV. Who was he? So he, he was with someone from like the Philippines initially. That's where we met him. That's where we met him. He was on before the 90 days. He was with Rose and Rose was so grossed out by him and they broke up and Rose became like beloved by the internet. And how did, what was he on with Liz? That was the single life. Yes. Okay. Or whatever it was called. So now that he's back on a 90 day fiance with this person. They just shoehorned them in. Yeah, that's weird. They shoehorned him in because he's a TLC personality now, I guess. So he just gets to be on this season. But everyone who's a 90 Day Fiance fan hates Ed. That's what I think is weird. Like, I could see doing it because it's in the same universe if it was someone everyone liked. Everyone No one would have cared if it was someone we liked. No. If they squeezed him in on Happily Ever After. But because it's Ed, it's like, no, what we don't like this person. He's an abuser, abusive personality type. Like, Right. So it's beyond us just not liking him. Uh, He sucks. Yeah. So... But they're just never going to stop putting him on until people stop watching, right? 
I think that's why a lot of 90 Day Fiance podcasts have stopped talking. Like they don't even cover him because they yes. don't want to give him the attention. So they'll cover this show but not talk about his storyline, yeah. basically. <laughs> it's just such a like... Because he's also the type of guy that really just wants notoriety. So yeah. if podcasts aren't talking about him, that's like a big problem for him. Yes. Because yeah. he's not even getting talked about in a negative way. No, he's awful. He's just awful. Yeah, he sucks. Uh, his mom like didn't want him marrying Liz. So like the mom isn't even coming to the wedding now. I mean, like his family members are like against this and like because whatever. This is all 90 Day Fiance lore. Go listen to a 90 Day Fiance podcast. But they're on it. Of course, fucking Angel is back. Oh God. So it's like a real greatest hits. It's a greatest hits. Libby and Andre. Oh yeah. Andre, who's like very hot, but not a great guy, but very hot. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> to me, he's very hot, which I hate to say that because he's like, the whole family is like white trash succession. Yeah, I've seen them on their boat. They're like, they all, <laughs> they're just complete trash succession where it's like everyone's vying for dad's attention. And they're from Florida, right? They're from Tampa. They all want dad to love them the most. It's just, it's hilarious. Yeah, I need to get there. I'm not there yet. And I didn't watch that episode. I mean, what the hell? Um, I did watch, I think I, I told Rachel that I watched the movie Sinister this past weekend. Yeah. I still haven't finished it because I got too scared to finish it. I because love my that. cat tried to do the thing where they see something yeah. during this most scary movie I've seen in a very a long ghost. time. And it just took me out, and I was like, I can't fucking finish this movie. I'm too scared yeah. to have the the scary finale play in front of my eyes. And it's raining outside. Yeah, It was like raining that night in LA, and I was just like, I can't. Yeah. So who knows if I'll ever finish it. <laughs> I always appreciate it when horror fans admit, they're able to admit that there are still movies that really scare them. It's so weird when it happens too, because you never really know what's going to strike you in that way, right? Where it's too scary to continue. It's something you can't articulate, oftentimes. And it could just be the combination of the mood you're in at that time, too. Like, yeah, I don't know that there's a particular type of thing, but I do think um, whenever there's a real element to a paranormal, like a combo, it always sort of makes me more scared. Yeah. Because it's like seems more realistic, like it could happen. Yeah. Uh, so that definitely is true about this movie. I just because I have seen like a thousand horror movies since I was a young child, there are absolutely still movies that really scare me. Oh, yeah. I and mean, I'm not afraid to admit that. I'm the same as you. I grew up watching horror movies, like, and I can almost watch anything. Yeah. And I'll get scared and it's fine. Uh, and there's very few times, <laughs> the only other time I can think of right now, was when I saw the first Paranormal Activity. And oh I wasn't God. really scared when I watched the movie, but when I came home, I read about the alternative ending, <gasps> which is way scarier than what was played in the theaters. <laughs> and I got so scared from reading that. I like literally had to turn all my lights on in my house. I could not go to sleep. I was fucking terrified because it was so scary. And I was like, why did I read this? Like, it was yeah. awful. And then every time I closed my eyes, I would like see it. Oh, no. I know. It was like, that was the, that was like the most I was ever affected by a scary movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that movie was pretty scary. Yeah. 
but that alternate ending definitely freaked me out. Paranormal movies really scare me. Yeah. Those I mean, are the ones that scare me in general. In like the like the ones that are done really like effectively, like those that genre, that subgenre yes. can scare me the most. Yes, I agree. Cause those two I mentioned are both paranormal. Yeah. But they have like a like they will have like a real element to it. Like that one had the found footage, like or like not found footage, but it seemed like a what a what is that called? The hand cam. The found which, footage. Is it found footage yes. though? Yes. That's so Paranormal. It's in the subgenre. It's kind of like in it's, that category. Yeah. That actually, that movie, I also had my eyes closed a lot of it because I can't watch that handheld camera for too long or I get sick. Right. <laughs> so I had my eyes closed a lot. And then I, the only thing I would open my eyes up to was when it was steady. And that was the scariest parts usually. Yeah. Um, I don't like things too where I see um, something being dragged <laughs> into the lair or in, like a yeah. person being dragged into the evil spot or something yes. like that creeps that fucking scares me or especially like under the bed kind of stuff like anything like that in the I, closet like whatever i think the thing that also is so effective about paranormal the paranormal subgenre for me is that it's not just watching the movie that i'm scared it's it oh it it'll have a lingering effect where i'm scared after the movie. Yes. Both of these movies, I was scared after it was off and I yeah. couldn't get it away. And if you have cats, they just Ugh. add to the element they, that you're already fucking scared. And then they're seeing things and it's like, what are you fucking seeing? <laughs> like, tell me. What are you looking at? Yeah. So definitely uh, awful. But the, yeah, I, <laughs> I recommend the movie. It is good. It is scary though. They're and not in a gore. It's not gory. I mean, there's elements of gore, I guess, but it's not like a Saw type movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was my big movie. The last movie I remember being really scared by actually was the remake of it. Oh, right. I didn't see chapter two, but chapter one, there were some moments in that where I was like, literally, I was like kind of scared where I was (laughs) laughing and saying, oh my God, oh my God. Like, and literally crawling up my wall. Yeah. I don't know why that movie scared the shit out of me. It's scary. I liked that movie too, and I thought it was scary. I thought it was really well done. I was surprised because I grew up watching the Tim Curry right. one. Yeah. And I that's one of my like childhood favorites. I love that movie. Which also scared me as a kid. It scared the shit out of me. Well, his his Pennywise is really good. <sighs> it's so good. The thing the thing I realized I liked a lot about Tim Curry. No shade to Bill Skarsgard. He's I, also good. Because he's very hot underneath all that oh, makeup. Yeah, totally. And I know that. And he his Pennywise is is a different kind of creepy. But the 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 reason that Tim Curry's Pennywise was always so effective for me is because on the outset he looks like a regular circus clown or birthday clown. He Ex- isn't scary on the surface. And then when he smiles, he has those teeth. Oh god, those teeth. It's like that was so effective for me as a little kid. See, the the most frightening thing in that movie, like both versions, is when Georgie gets pulled into the sewer. Really? I don't that's the thing I don't like is someone's gonna grab my ankle and like pull me somewhere. Yeah. That's scary to me. It's scary. My first movie that I remember being very scared watching was called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. And it was like on TV. Oh, the camera. Yes. That movie, when she's flashing the camera at those Ugh. little trolls or whatever they are, 
that scares me because they're pulling her somewhere. So I think that started when I was a kid. Yeah. I had never seen something like that where she has this one out and it's just useless and she knows at some point it's going to be over. Right. It was like so stressful to me as a child watching that. I guess they remade that, right? I don't know. I think they remade it. Or maybe they just used the title. Maybe it's not a remake. There's kind of an element of that scene that you're talking about in that movie. I feel like in the It remake where the kids are all gathered watching the slides oh right in the dark room yeah and it's like clicking and clicking and clicking and the slide like in and then they the slides progress and then they see pennywise in them projected yes yeah that was scary it's scary it's a good remake too. it's a very good remake um i mean the bummer for me with it is always the finale. Oh well, duh. Yeah, I mean, no that's one like, likes that. Nobody it's, likes it's. A, it's such a big. It's such a huge misstep. Uh, that up until that point was so great and yeah. scary. Even in the book, like which I read a long time ago, right? It was just kind of like, come on, that's like, what it is. <laughs> it was just so disappointing. Like, Nobody likes that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I definitely overlooked that. But I totally agree with you. Yeah, because up until that point, it's so good because it has like childhood trauma and like <laughs> it has everything. Yeah, uh, and I love them. I love when people come back as adults yes. and to deal with the same scary situation. And that's like, another thing I realized this week too is that it's specific. It's a specific sub sub genre that I like is in horror movies when kids from the eighties are still dealing with the same shit in their adulthood. It's I don't very know what, real. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what that's called or what other movie that made me think about that this week, but I enjoy... Oh, I know what it was that made me think about it because I watched the first season of Channel Zero. Oh. In the first season, it's like an anthology, and so the first season has that element where it's these kids who grew up in the 80s and now they're adults... And they're still dealing from this haunting thing from their past. Right. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Because it's combining like a type of movie I would like without a horror element. Right. With horror. (laughs) Yeah. Although sometimes I do feel like all of the elevated horror now is like actually about trauma. And well, it can be kind people, of boring at some point, but when it's done right, it's, it's it's like one of my favorites. Yeah, and that's become obviously like a trope where everyone's like, oh, like it's bec- this ele- quote-unquote elevate. I hate that fucking term, but like, oh, this elevated new horror movie, it's actually about grief. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. But like every horror movie, even the shitty ones are about something. It always has been, but there's like this new thing where it's a little more nail on the head type stuff. Like, do you know what I mean? Because horror has always been about dealing with other things. It's I think. always been an allegory for or something. Or it's cathartic in some way. Um, or it parallels something, um, yeah. so a social issue. Every horror movie, even the ones you think are shitty, even the ones you think are shitty are about something. Yeah. So think about it. Think about it. <laughs> Um, but there's um, some. There was like this new horror movie, something with Rose. Did you hear about it? Rose. Also, the the what's the other one? Barbarians. Yeah. Do you want to see that or no? I haven't seen the trailer. It looks interesting, but who knows? Who knows? I mean, everyone's going apeshit over it. Are they? Yeah. Which I don't know what that means, right? Because it doesn't necessarily mean it's good. 
<laughs> it's true. Uh, oh, I'm very skeptical now about like everybody online. It's, 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 this is Twitter specific. This is a Twitter specific complaint. When everybody on Twitter is like, this is amazing, I take it with a grain of salt. Yes. Because I feel like Twitter is a very, it can be a very tribal place where everyone just decides that some piece of, like everyone has the exact same reaction to a piece of media. Yeah. And it's like, well, it might just be good. It might not be And the people who don't agree just are probably being silent. Yeah. Because they don't want to like wade into that uh, movie stuff on Twitter. Something, a piece of media might just be like good or it might not be your cup of tea. It might be amazing to somebody else. And that's fine. Totally. But I just think um, I don't have the same taste as everybody else. I think it's, but I think what I'm saying is like, sometimes I feel like the people who don't like it just don't even speak up. So you don't even see those opinions that are like, it was fine. Because if you do something like that, you, you enter a shit storm of people coming at you when you just have a different opinion. Do you know what I mean? Like not everyone who doesn't like something is a, a hater, Right. They might just, I just feel like sometimes you don't even see the average reaction or the negative reaction just because everyone's like, eh, it's not worth my effort to like go into that and, and say something against the grain because everyone will come at me. Right. Yeah. And we're not talking about like in a contrarian way. We're talking about like, like there was a show recently that everyone was raving about and I finally watched it and I was like, it was very enjoyable. It was good, but it, I I didn't think it was like the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. Right. But according to my Twitter feed, everyone was like, that was fucking incredible. And I was like, it was fine. But if you went online and said something like that, people, you would have had spent at least a few hours dealing with people. Yeah, that's why questioning I didn't, that's you. Why I didn't well, did say you? Jack yeah, shit. exactly. Because so I'm you like, don't see those takes usually. I think because most people are smart now and are just like, eh, it's not worth ruining my afternoon. <laughs> right. <laughs> For everyone telling me I'm wrong, or that I don't get it. I get it. Yeah. I watch uh, reality television and not even the highbrow Bravo stuff. I watch TLC reality TV shows. Mm. So my taste is clearly different. I yeah. am, I'm operating at another level. And, and not in a good way. And not, <laughs> not in a good way. And I, when I say that, it's not out of snobbery. <laughs> no, I, I, I know what I like. I just know what I like. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do the horror thing in October. 31 days of horror? I mean, I don't ever really do all 31 days. Yeah. I usually start it, <laughs> and then you fall out or come back. Yeah. So I'll see. I'll just watch horror in October. Yeah. Uh, try to watch as much as I can, but we'll see. We already. We also, this week, we finalized our picks for our horror movie versus reality for the month of October, which we do every year. Yeah. So... That's coming. I'm excited for those. We got some interesting ones. It's a real grab bag. It's a grab bag this year. <laughs> I, 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 that's my favorite month of the year for this show. It's fun. It's so fun. Yeah. So Also, I never promote it. I always forget to promote it, but we do have merch. If you want to buy Hollywood Crime Scene merch, we have merch. Yeah. It's at HollywoodCrimeScene.com. <laughs> And we have a diamond level pussy sweatshirt and tote bag available and mug. There's a diamond level pussy mug yeah. up there. You can have it in the morning. You can ha- drink that <laughs> diamond level pussy with your morning coffee. Yeah. Think about how you're going to slay that day. <laughs> yeah. Think about what you're putting out there, the energy you're putting out when you wake up in the morning, the best part of waking up. Yeah. 
That's right. Somebody bought the sweatshirt. I was really <gasps> excited. Oh my God. I'm so happy for them. Yeah. I love that takes, that, I mean, that's diamond level pussy behavior. I agree. Where you're like, I'm going to wear this on my fucking chest for everyone to see. That I have I'm a not diamond. just going to keep it at home with my coffee. Yeah. I want everyone to know. <laughs> I'm going to wear it to the gym. Right. <laughs> while I'm on my elliptical. That everyone knows I have diamond level pussy. Yeah. And diamond level pussy is genderless. So anyone can buy it. And um, it's even, it's metaphorical too. It is meta. It's a state it's of all, being. It's a state of being. Yeah. Uh, Anyone can wear it. Yes. Absolutely. Also, we have Hollywood crime scene logo merch. Okay. And we have stickers. And we have strong load mugs. We have a strong load mug, which is a reference from our early, early days on the show. Was that from Scotty Bowers? Or it was either from Scotty Bowers or Ramon Navarro. <laughs> it was it was like in the first year that we did the show. Ironically, it's from an old Hollywood yeah. case, the strong load. Because I think either like Cole Porter or Ramon Navarro liked loved a strong load to swallow a big load. Or it also could have been from an episode where we talked about somebody having a weak load and we said, you, oh, you need a strong load. That's true. I do remember saying someone had a weak load. It might have been the John Wayne Bobbitt. He did have a weak load. Well, because we did the disgusting duty of watching his porn. Yeah. Ugh. For research. That's right. He had a very weak load. Yeah. I'm not judging. Well, we're but judging it, him. He sucks. He sucks, but I'm not judging others with weak loads. No, but um, we, we... I just was... It was something I noticed. His load was very weak. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was with like a nurse, right? Because yeah. I think it's about his... He's getting... It's called like Frankenpenis. Yeah. Was that the one? It's called Frankenpenis. That's a <sighs> Patreon exclusive. <laughs> if you... It, here's a plug for our Patreon. Desi and I used to, and we're going to do it again in the future, but we used to recap porn parodies or like celebrity sex tapes. So we recap John Wayne Bobbitt's Frankenpenis. Wait, I just sent you one recently, a porn parody that Grease. we have to do. Oh, Grease. There's a porn parody. <laughs> we got to do that one. I follow that account now. Because that was fucking hilarious. It was the so good. I saw. It was so good. But one of, I think one of our most popular Patreon episodes is a recap we did recapping a Wizard of Oz porn parody. I honestly feel like that's why we haven't done any since. Because that one was like no just one will untouchable, that. untouchable. Like yeah. it would be. And I've tried to look for other porn parodies, but they're just not as good. That one, they really went for it. You got it. I love just the details. I love how hardcore they stuck to the original storyline. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't, like, I remember watching, like, a Simpsons one. It's like, they're just, like, in yellow paint. It has nothing to do with the Simpsons. Right. Like, I want to see Miss Crabapple. I want to see Mr. Burns. Like, do you know what I mean? I need to have some fucking shit happening. Like a story. Yeah, I want the chalkboard. Right. And they're writing something gross. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and this one's just, like, it's Homer and Marge, but there's really nothing about them that indicate that. We need a story. Yeah, so the Grease one looks perfect. It, I, yeah. So maybe that will be our next one we do. Let's find it's, that full uh, length. It looks so good. Um, so yeah. The other thing, the other announcement we have is that for our $10 patrons at the $10 tier, we just put a poll up. So you will be able to vote for which two movies that Desi and I we'll be recapping for our September movie club, 
which will be posted on our Patreon for our $10 patrons. Does that poll end at a certain point? It ends next week. Okay. So you have... Oh, they better hurry because September's already midway through. Well, that's why I said it ends on the 18th. Okay. I can set it for shorter. We'll probably have an idea what's... What's in that? What's in the lead by that point? Yeah. Right. Yeah, you can see the results right now. I know, um, but there's only one that's definitely probably going to be a choice. There's five choices of movies. Desi and I are going to pick the top two, and we'll be recapping both of those. Don't fret if your movie that you pick doesn't make the top two. It'll get back in the rotation yeah. next month or the month after. Yeah, it's and you like can the vote baseball a- Hall of Fame. It is. <laughs> It'll eventually, we'll eventually do that movie. Yeah. It's just not going to be what that month. Yeah. Um, What'd you eat? What did I eat? Oh, I actually, um, I finally went to Combi. Oh. Did you ever go there? No. Oh. Uh, What is Combi? Explain. It is a Japanese sandwich and pastry shop in Echo Park. It might have another location. I'm not sure. I really wanted a sandwich, and I was going to try that wax paper place, but they weren't open. Mm, I don't want to go there. Don't you want to go there? Yeah. So maybe we should try to go there sometime. So I, I was like, oh, I'll just go to, I'll go here, because I looked up best sandwich place in Echo Park. Because <laughs> I, I was like waiting for you, because you were uh, sleeping in a bit. And I was Thanks, like, Desi. Thanks, well, blowing I'm up my just spot. Saying, Wait, was this today? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't had to kill time. Like, right. I was just like, what am I going to do? Uh, and I was hungry. And so I just stopped there. Yeah. And I got the Jealous. pork katsu. Mm. It was very, it's on really squishy bread. Yeah. The bread is really good. They have lobster roll there. <gasps> Did you know that? No. They have lobster. I almost got it, but I know we're getting seafood tomorrow. So I yeah. was like, oh, I'll just, I'll get this. I'm so excited about our seafood um, I dinner. think they're very famous for their egg salad mm-hmm. sandwich here. I did not get that. I like egg salad. I just wasn't in the mood. It's like something I'm in the mood for like every five years or something. I am, a, <laughs> I am not a fan of egg salad, but the weird thing is when I was a kid, for some reason, I loved it when I was a kid. I, I think it's why. good. I just never eat it. And I would definitely try theirs probably yeah. just because it's so famous. But I mean, I loved, as a kid, I loved devil's egg, devil's eggs, devil's eggs, devil's eggs. I call them devil's eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I loved deviled eggs. Like yeah. that was like one of my favorite things as a kid. Uh, whoa, whoa, could you just picture me God, eating Desi, fucking, just shoving them down, <laughs> wolfing down deviled eggs. <laughs> so that's very John Waters. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I think I thought it would, they were fancy. You know what I did once at a, flea market is I bought one of those vintage deviled egg plates. Ooh, you know what I'm talking yes, about? Do. With the little divots in them that fit eggs perfectly. The whole time I had it, it got lost in a move. I never once made deviled eggs. And that's the only thing you can use that plate for. Pretty much. I mean, what else am I going to put in there? Dip? No, it's not deep enough. No. It's just, but it's like 24 little divots in it. Yeah. I never once made deviled eggs. Do you like them? I do like them, but I feel like if you make deviled eggs, that's not just like I'm making this for me. You have to have like a party. No. You can't make like a dozen deviled eggs for yourself. It's crazy. That's so gross. 
<laughs> you want like a few. You That's want a it. few, but and you, you can't just boil one egg. No, that's the thing you always forget too. One eggs is actually two double eggs. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it is. So it's like more than you even think, right? Uh, but yeah, I do like them, but I I don't really make them. Um, so that's what I ate, and I'm. What did you eat yesterday? Oh yeah, we went to um, Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> we did not get cheesecake. We didn't get cheesecake. We were so full. We got the Thai. Lettuce wraps. The chicken wraps. Chicken. Those are so good. I, know, I, I re- like that plate. I really like them. The other thing we got, which I had never had before, was their chicken sliders. Those were really good. Those were really good. I liked, uh, they gave you some pickles. Yeah, I, like, I appreciated that. They were good. Yeah, Cheesecake Factory is a really good... I noticed that guy did not put Cheesecake Factory on his list of restaurants he doesn't believe are still open. Because we all know, we all know Cheesecake Factory is cheese, good. Cheesecake Factory, out of all the American chain restaurants, that's the best one. And we're now obsessed with the decor. Well, I've always been obsessed with the decor, but yesterday we really dove into it. I don't think I ever dove into it that hard. Yeah. The thing I always noticed about Cheesecake Factory is it's always very large. And the ceilings are very high. <laughs> like when you enter yeah. that area where you check in, it's like very grand. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It is like a rotunda, usually, type space. It's huge. My f- actually, so there's a Yiddish word, and it's actually my favorite Yiddish word. And when people ask what it means, my best description of it is it's what the decor of the Cheesecake Factory is. <laughs> and the word is ungapachka. Yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's what it means. It's like, it, this place is ungapachka. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, there's a place that it reminds me of that I went to once that was like in the Beverly Center. It was like real food something. Not real food daily. No, it's not real food daily. It was some other kind of restaurant it was like a cheesecake factory type place. Uh, and it had like big salads and like it wasn't real food daily. That's like the vegan place. Yeah. It had some other name that was like that though. And I remember being like, this is good. <laughs> it was like a cheesecake factory type place in though. In the Beverly Center? Yeah. And I went to it also in the Venetian in Vegas. They had it at the Venetian, which I like walked into and I was like, ooh, that restaurant. Like, it was like a chain, but like good. I, I need to figure out what it was. But it was like a Cheesecake Factory type place. Yeah. Like you would get, they had like mixed drinks, like the mojitos and like huge like Chinese chicken salads and sandwiches and burgers. Was it an actual restaurant or was it in the, like on the bottom floor? Cause remember that bar they It had? was like on the corner, like oh, of okay. the Beverly Center. Okay. So it was like, you could enter it without being in the Beverly Center, That's I That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, and I just remember... I've probably been there. It was... I mean, it was such a huge place. I'm sure you did. I used to live close to the Beverly Center. I need to, I'll look it up When was uh, the afterwards. last time you went to the Beverly Center? Uh, probably that time. Yeah. <laughs> I've been around the Beverly Center, but I don't, I don't even know if I've ever been in it, quite honestly. I, I went to that restaurant. I haven't been inside the Beverly Center in like over a decade. I just don't usually go to malls anymore or the ones I go to are outside type yeah. malls. I don't know. They're just not a thing anymore. God, the Nordstrom at the Americana sucks so bad. It's like what a, a travesty. It's like a um it's like it's like the ver- it's like the Nordstrom version of those 
Pizza Hut Taco Bells and the gas station. Yes. It's like not quite the full thing. It's not quite the full. <laughs> it's even worse than that. It's like a kiosk at the airport. Yeah. It's, it's like, just the, like, it's, it's like you walk in, it's like, what do you, you, there's nothing here. Well, it's like just a little bit of everything. That's, but what you want to have a lot of one thing so you can look through it. It's like, it's like four brands of pocketbooks. They Ten have brands nothing of shoes. there. Yeah. They have nothing there. Really upset me yesterday. It's uh, it's an upsetting Nordstrom. The only decent area I think is the makeup because they have some of the high end makeup stuff. I mean, they have all the makeup stuff there. I think like they have all the usual makeup at that Nordstrom, but in terms of like the clothes and shoes, they it's just, just small. The selection is so bad. Yeah, it's small. Um, yeah. I don't know. To, I'm not defending it. I know you're not. Cause I, you, I don't feel like there is a good... I haven't been to a good Nordstrom in LA. Is the, the one at the uh, Grove better? It's slightly better. Slightly, but it's still a small one. It's nothing compared to the Nordstrom in San Francisco at the San Francisco Center. And it's like... That one is like three stories. Because that's the store... That's a, that's a store that's like a big building, typically. Yeah. yeah. Nordstrom. It's like Macy's or Bloomingdale's used to right. be back in the day. Right. Those hardly exist anymore. No. Those big those department big stores. Department stores. Um, they're always attached to a mall now. But yeah, I mean, growing up obviously in New York, you go to the Macy's there and it was like seven stories and <laughs> huge building. Do you know what I mean? Right. Now Macy's is like fucking you know, like the size of smaller than a target. Cause we all online shop now. Yeah. They just don't exist anymore. Right. But I agree. They have a lot of those big stores in Santa in like union square. Right. Oh, that was like, that was like heaven for me when I was little. It's so nice at Christmas time too. Yeah. Where it's just like the ice skating rink. I loved going to union square around Christmas time as a kid, except for the end of the day when it would be like, 5 p.m. and you're inside of a Macy's and the Christmas music is blaring and you finally reached your limit. Yeah, and you need to leave immediately. But the fir- yeah, immediately. It's always like I need to. I don't even. I'm holding like three things. I'm gonna put them down. Like I, I, uh, someone help me. Where, where do these go? Like I have to get out of here. Yeah, I have to get out of here right now. Okay. Uh, well, we'll have a good review of our. Um, we're going to a, fun, a new restaurant, a fun place tomorrow. I'm excited. <laughs> on that note. On that note. <laughs> there, bye. Bye. Hey.